Leave your excuses after the beep, a podcast created for anyone who has ever used an excuse to not do something that you said you would. Does this sound familiar? From busy, overworked, stressed out moms to thriving moms, wives, and health coaches, Kitty Clemens and Kyla McComas are Midwest moms who are breaking down excuses and empowering others to do the same. Listen in to hear which of our excuses we break down next. I'm Kyla McComas. And I'm Kitty Clemens. Episode 20. 20 weeks. How have we been this consistent? This is crazy. I love it. So leave your excuses after the beep. And today we have a special guest. Kyla will tell us a little bit about our guest. This is my wonderful friend, Kelly, and have just become closer and closer throughout the last year. And we love to talk about so many topics. And so the one that actually came up is something that we deal with as women and that the struggle is real when it comes to our menstrual cycle. So um, I am excited to bring on Kelly and have her share about her experience with this um, during her journey, but also um, just you know, hear it out and hear her excuses and how she tackled it. So I am ready. So Kelly, if you just want to share just a small little bio about yourself and we'll get started. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Kitty and Kyla for having me on the podcast. Number 20. That's Mm -hmm. exciting. Super awesome. I am Kelly Lucas and I'm a mama of three. I have done multiple different things in my life. Most recently, I just founded a uh, nonprofit organization called The Authentic Connection. That's my, aside from my children, that's my baby right now. And so uh, working on that, but I've done everything from insurance to nannying to church ministry stuff um, to, I mean, I've just done a gamut of things. So uh, yeah, I'm married to my husband. We've been married 15 years now this year. So that's exciting. And uh, I remember when Kitty and Kyla were starting the podcast and I started watching, they were asking, hey, what what excuses? I was like, the menstrual cycle, your period, you know, like I got to tell these girls that, especially when you're really trying to help your life and and make better choices, like your lifestyle, you're trying to get more disciplined in your health, in your, in your mind, whatever it might be specifically, um, I, it was something that came to mind right away. And so <laughs> they're like, Hey, you want to talk about this? Sure. Why not? I mean, you know, like Kyla said, we will talk about anything and everything. Um, <laughs> it's not always awkward. It's not ever really awkward. Just kind of like, Oh yeah, sure. Let's talk about it. So um, yeah, that's just a little bit about me. So uh, like Kelly kind of said at the beginning, this is a great topic. Yes, it's more geared towards women, but our surroundings with men in our life and just to know and acknowledge that women go through these cycles, even like a week before your cycle starts, things trigger a week of your you know cycle after like it's crazy how the whole month goes for us women in our cravings. So tell us a little bit about like what struggles and 
and situations that you go through each time your cycle happens? It feels like doomsday. (laughs) It sounds horrible, but it does because as a woman, your cycle, or at least in my case, and I think it's across the board, your cycle will change. Um, You know, the timing of it, because generally some women's cycle is like totally irregular, but for most there's some sort of regular um, pattern to it. And it's just that, oh, it's coming, it's coming. Okay, yay, it's over. Let's celebrate, you know? Um, So yeah, as far as that goes, um, some of my excuses are, oh, it's just that time of the month. Oh, it's like, it's, you know, because it is going to pass. But if I always use that excuse of, oh, well, it's just, because that's two weeks, essentially, sometimes a little bit longer, a little bit shorter. That's two weeks. That's half the month that I'm, telling myself, oh, it's fine. Like, you know, I can just do whatever. Well, no, because everyone else around me, you know, my husband, I was thinking the other day, I'm like, why is he so grouchy? And then it dawned on me. Oh, (laughs) it's almost that time of the month. He's not being grouchy. I'm the one who's super emotional. You know, Kyla and I were gone. um, We took a trip with our kids. And she said to me after the fact, geez, you were just a little like on edge. I'm like, oh, it makes sense because I just encountered that time of the month. So it's the, the excuse of like, oh, people will just understand. Or, I mean, there's a lot of excuses, but just people will understand or people will, or I can, I can just do this. Well, no, that's, that's not because otherwise that's half of my month that I'm trying to excuse myself from any sort of forward movement I'm trying to do as a person, you know? Absolutely. I recently just had that same kind of epiphany, right? Like I'm a woman who's been menstruating for the majority of my life and still just finally certain things click from time to time. Why do I feel the way that I feel now? Like you have an idea usually like when that specific cycle is going to start, but I kept finding myself like two, two and a half weeks before that wondering, geez, is is it going to come early? Like I feel miserable. What is wrong? And then in doing additional research, because I feel like we're always learning new things, right? Finding that the whole like luteal phase of your cycle, which is the two weeks or two weeks ish from the time that you ovulate until the time that you actually have your menstruation is all prime real estate for all of those PMS type symptoms. Two weeks. And for some women, it's longer, you know, if your cycles are longer and that's just until the day one of your menstruation. And then it's, you know, the whole week of that, like that could be three weeks. So you have like one week where you can, where you feel like you can conquer the world where you're normal, (laughs) you're super excited and you're exercising and you're eating well, because you feel good. And then it starts over again. And you feel like you're never getting out of this cycle. And it's true. I mean, this is is what we're here for, I guess. It's a terrible thought. Gosh, this is not fair, but you know, it's either happening to us or it's happening for us, right? Like trying to flip that script of like, okay, what can I learn from this? Um, The first one being just having an awareness of your cycle, I think is huge. And being able to track it back to like, oh yeah, why is everybody around me so ornery or, you know, like what's their problem? (laughs) And then oh, it's not you, it's me. <laughs> I, 
that's me. <laughs> but it's always ironic, right? That we don't recognize that we're the problem until after the fact, after it's already happened. Then we're like, oh yeah, shoot. Yeah, that was me. Not in the moment. That, right. That self-awareness, Kitty, is so, so important to, you know, that totally. Because when you're aware that, oh, this is when it's coming. And I never really tracked it until my husband and I were like, oh, maybe we'll get pregnant. It was like, oh, okay, well, maybe I should kind of keep track of this. It just came when it came and left when it went. But it has helped me in my mental status of things, you know, um, as well as many other things. But it's really helped me there, too, because I'm aware, okay, it's going to be coming. So I need to be on guard. And with and it really applies to any sort of decision we make in our life, whether it be food or whether it be, you know, with people and stuff, when we're so much more aware, we can go, whoa, why am I reacting to the situation? Or why am I like eating everything in my refrigerator today? Why? You know, and when we start to understand that, why? Because we're self-aware of being self-aware is talked about so much, but it's really important because when I'm aware that it's coming or it's here or whatever the case might be, then I can really be mindful to make better choices. I can make the healthier choice. I can make the kinder choice. I can make the whatever it, you know, it might be. Like I texted Kylo the other day. I was like, hey, guess what? And it was like that week and a half or so beforehand. I was, you will be so proud of me. I had a cucumber for a snack. I didn't go to my chocolate. I didn't go to a cracker or a you know, whatever it might be, I had a cucumber. And that seems so silly, but it's those little things that when we do them, because especially as women, we're so hard on ourselves, um, or at least I am. I'm really hard on myself a lot of times. And when we just give ourselves a win, share a win, share, even if it's as small as I had a cucumber for a snack. Yeah. Did it fuel me? Yes. Way better than that piece of chocolate I was going to have. Did I feel better after eating it than I did that piece of chocolate? hundred percent. Did I want that piece of chocolate or, you know, whatever it might be. Um, it just, yeah. And so when you're self-aware, you can, you can pick up on that to be more cognizant of the people around you and of your your choices you're making mentally, spiritually, um, physically with your, you know. Yeah, definitely. I feel like it really helps you like plan, plan ahead too. And mm-hmm. you can mentally prepare, but then that also leads into how can you physically prepare your surroundings for that? Um, right. And I know Kyla, you've had some um, thoughts about that and what you found to be helpful with like, how do you best prepare your surroundings when doomsday is upon us. How <laughs> <laughs> <So> true. <laughs> kind of like what you said, Kelly, is when you know your surroundings or you know that it's coming, when you're tracking, you know, your cycle, what's not only great of like we were talking about the two weeks prior, all that stuff, but it's also like the week of. So the week of is like, okay, what are you feeling yourself that can help with your menstrual cycle, inflammation, your hormones are all over the place. But also like during that menstrual cycle, even the first couple of days, you know, you can realize like, okay, I'm okay to rest right now. Or if you're working out during your menstrual cycle, not to lift as much or as heavy, or it's okay not to. So these are all things that are like, it plays a big role. And then 
you can like react working out to sleeping, to what you're putting in your body and then how you're acting to family (laughs) or your kids, you know? So I I love that. So don't like beat yourself up when you're like, okay, it, it comes here, here it is. And I need to drop my weight or I need to have a little piece of chocolate or whatever it is. Well, yeah, you can be cognizant of like, okay, so this is coming. (laughs) I can go to the store and don't go when you're hungry, but like go and and think about, I crave, like for me, I know I crave chocolate to the max. Like I don't crave it the rest of the month. It's just this, I want chocolate and I want dark chocolate and I want like a really heavy 80% cocoa, you know, like I knowing that keeping that out of the house and, or just okay, what can I do? Because chocolate and other things can really cause us to be inflamed. You mentioned that inflammation. Like, I don't want to be inflamed any more than I am. I already feel like I'm inflamed when I have it, you know? So it's like, nothing fits right. Why not make it a priority to be purposeful of what, you know, what you're buying at the grocery store, making that plan, you know, being aware and then making a plan of, okay, these, these are the kinds of things that I can have in my house that I'll still enjoy and might help curb something if I'm like, you know. One of the notes that I wrote down when we were discussing the idea of the menstrual cycle is how ironic that during our cycles, usually we have increased cravings, whether that's sugar or salt, one or the other, um, usually some degree of bloating, um, some fatigue to some extent, um, like cramping or pain, like all of those things. Um, and yet all we want to do is binge eat. We don't drink enough water because who wants to drink more water when you're already bloated and then eating all the things with more sugar, fat, and salt than what you typically eat, which in return causes all of the symptoms that you're already experiencing. So it's this vicious cycle of, (laughs) I already feel this way, so I'm going to fill myself full of all this crap, which then mentally starts to affect you because you're thinking, oh, I'm such a failure. I feel like garbage. And so having that awareness of, okay, I already feel this way. Adding these things is fuel to the fire and it's going to make it worse. So having a plan, going to the grocery store, finding an alternative to that dark chocolate. Maybe your alternative to that dark chocolate is doing chocolate flavored something or making your own Greek yogurt and throwing some unsweetened cocoa powder in it. You want to talk about chocolate to the max, (laughs) totally do that. It's not filled with sugar. You know, like you can get creative. Sometimes we need to have those reminders in the moment. Oh yeah, that's right. I can do this or I can do that because we automatically just gravitate through the candy aisle. Anybody guilty? I used to finish every single grocery shop trip by going through the candy aisle. And then I'd cycle through the alcohol cave of the grocery store because <laughs> chocolate and wine go great together. It's a I terrible the baking aisle. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh, I, I can bake that and I can yeah. bake that and then I can eat it. So I literally restructured my path through the grocery oh, store wow. so that I never went to that side of the store because every time I was in that aisle and still to this day, I'll go to that aisle and gravitate right to the thing on the shelf that I used to eat all the time. And I eat the whole bag of dark chocolate, whatever, before I got home and throw it away. So nobody else knew that I did it. 
yep. feel like, <laughs> like these You're are the things alone. that yeah. we do <laughs> and mentally, you know, justify it in some way or another. But I can tell you that it's not that the decision to eat something healthier to make a healthier choice ever gets easier. It just becomes more predominant in your brain of like, oh, I'm going to choose this versus that. And and the that becomes less and less obvious in your path when you have a healthier option to consider. So I don't know, just a random thought based on my notes. Yeah, you're not alone. We all do it. Yeah, uh, for sure. So Kelly, we would love to hear some tips or strategies that you have used now that you become more aware of your menstrual cycle, more aware of when you're having these cravings that are just not bed and fitting, whatever journey you're on, share with us like some tips that would help us during this time as women, when we go through this. Sure. Sure. I have my phone calendar and I have a calendar in the house so that the kids can see what we're doing. And they're not asking me 800 times. Mom, what do we, I don't know. Let me, you know, let me look. So I have a calendar and I put it in both and it's just a little P on the calendar. And sometimes I go, what's that? Oh yeah. I remember what that's for. Like it's a P or in my own phone, I might write out when it was like, I don't use a specific tracking app at this point. I just like my phone because mine is fairly regular. I know in about 28 days or so it's there it is again, you know? Um, so I will write it down so I can track it. Um, as well as I, um, I will do that. I accountability. I want to say that like accountability. And that sounds really kind of strange because this is my deal, but at the same time, accountability of just that close friend, somebody that I can contact and like reach out to that you can share a life with, like, yeah, do me a favor, make sure I'm like off the couch this week, you know, that I got up, that I moved around, that I, you know, or just just check in on me this week, you know, it's that time of the month, just check in on me, would you, you know, so that accountability that I put on myself with somebody else to be like, hey, will you just, you know, um, or I share the, you know, I, I will reach out and just, hey, I did this this week, you know, and um, it gives gives a little bit more to it. And I don't need to share my, my menstrual cycle with everyone, you know, I'm not out on Facebook, like, Hey, everybody, but you know, it's just those, those close friends or somebody that you have, um, because sometimes just talking about it is helpful. Um, but I will really, really choose, like I choose, I try to be, if I'm having that craving, I recognize, first of all, what time of day it is, because I know that my body will process things a little bit different if I'm like ready to head off to bed versus, you know, if I'm up first thing in the morning and like Kitty was saying, I'm, I'm going to choose what kind, if I'm going to have some cocoa in my diet that week or like at all, I'm going to really be cognizant of what that is. Um, I've tried to just keep that stuff out of the house <laughs> during that time. It's just that much easier um, or hide it away behind something in a cabinet. And I forget that it's there. Um, you know, but having that, having that tracking of it is, is super helpful. And then, like I said, just reaching out and, uh, oh yeah, it's that, you know, um, the time of the month, make sure I'm up off the couch or that I'm doing something or, you know, not just drowning myself in coffee and, and sweets and salt. No, no. I think that's great. That's good. Yes, I agree. I think those strategies are great. And, and those tips too, just like being aware that it's there or it's coming and making those conscious decisions at the grocery store to um, make sure you don't bring those things that 
you will literally um, have no control of when your cycle is here. Um, and then of course, the other things that lead up to that is, you know, making sure you're getting the proper sleep, the proper rest. Um, and like you said, talking about it and, um, helping people around you, you know, be aware of it because, um, that, that helps alleviate, like making some decisions maybe that you didn't want to make. So, and you're um, in each other's world and I think of when we were on that trip and you were like yeah geez you're kind of like I didn't even realize I was as much as we have control over it we really don't as women and I wish other people would recognize that like we have a lot of control over what we do with it right but there's some that I had no clue until Kyla's like yeah you were kind of grouch you know you were a little not yourself I was oh no I'm sorry you know it's totally true. Like, and then what you're eating, Kitty mentioned, like you're feeling that fire. So if you're feeding yourself, um, even more, you know, poor choices, it's adding to it. It's adding to the fatigue. It's adding to the cramping. It's, it's just more of the stuff just continues to, um, fill it up. And then you're like, man, I was, I was a grouch this week or I feel awful and I don't want to go out in public, you know, all this stuff. So Kitty, do you have anything else to that? Any other tips or suggestions? I think just to tag on to what you guys have already said about like making sure that you're making better choices, promoting sleep. You've already mentioned that super important to make sure that you're taking care of yourself rest if you need to also just move your body. Kyla yeah. mentioned, you know, for, you don't have to go do like big heavy lifts with your weight training, but just go for a walk. You know, moving your body is going to help alleviate a lot of those symptoms. It'll help with the pain relief, with bloating. Um, it can help get your mind off some cravings, get some fresh air, move your body, hydrate well. I as much as I love a good coffee binge all day long, I know that it makes me more irritable and loaded and all of the things. So having that balance, limiting your caffeine intake during that week can help um, alleviate some of your symptoms, prioritizing water, or maybe you do have things that you have as like a treat for that week, so to speak. I mean, I have, which seems really lame now that I'm thinking about it, but like certain, (laughs) I have certain LaCroix water flavors that I save for that week. (laughs) Nice. I, I could drink them all the time, but the carbonation gets me and I'm like, Hmm, so I save them for that week. So yes, there's carbonation in them, but they don't have caffeine. And I still feel like I'm treating myself to something different during that week. So perhaps there's something similar that you can, that you can come up with, with something that you enjoy that doesn't have the opposite effect. Just a few of my additional suggestions and give yourself grace. Know that as two will pass, if this isn't a great cycle, you're going to have another one. So you'll get to keep practicing over and over and over. So I get to practice next month and next month. So yeah, for sure. (laughs) I hope these tips and that all three of us have been through (laughs) something similar all the time or every month, whatever it is, have been helpful. And Kelly, thanks for, um, touching on this subject that not a lot of people like to hear. (laughs) So, but it's such a, it's, it's a big excuse for a lot of us. So, so thank you for joining us today. And, um, and we hope that everyone found it helpful.
If you have any insight or anyone who's listening or watching, there's any tips that you find particularly helpful in you know, making your way through your cycle week or the two or three or four weeks before that, however that works out for you, share them. We're all ears and we'll take all of the suggestions. Yes. All right. Thanks, ladies. 